The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show where we uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Dr. Dream. So grateful to be here on Unity Online Radio or the number to call in if you have a dream or a dream-related question or I don't know, if you want to talk about anything, you can call 816-251-3555, Today, is going to be all about you and your dreams. So if you've been wanting to talk about dreams, if you've called in and you haven't had your dream answered or haven't had a chance to talk in a while, today's the day to call in because we've got time for you. It's all about you. And um, we're going to do a little prayer just to get us dropped in. Ah, So let's just take a big breath and let everything go as much as possible especially the things that bug you or irk you. We're going to talk a little bit about bugs and dreams today. Um, don't be scared. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be surprisingly wonderful. You're going to like this, but let's for this moment, let go of everything and anything that would pull your attention away from the full splendor of this glorious moment of now in this moment we are connected to the infinite beauty, the infinite glory, the infinite wisdom, intelligence, abundance that exists in this universe from a quantum field perspective. We have it all now. There's nothing separating us from all the things that in our ordinary lives we strive for. In this moment, we can stop all the striving. We are in a unified field with all of it. So our our job is to breathe and to receive that which is already here. It's not about developing muscles to strive more. I mean, we can do some of that. That's fine later. But in this moment, it's about developing receptivity muscles. Can we be attuned to the blessings? Can we take time to receive them and not just skip past them and move on to the things that that hurt, like the, the news perspective? If it bleeds, it leads. Our limbic brain tends to focus on what could go wrong or what has gone wrong. But our more evolved, enlightened aspect of our thinking and our brain and our mind and our soul focuses on the things that are obviously blessing us. 
and we take time as vulnerable as it actually is, we breathe that in and we allow ourselves to open like a flower in the sun to take in all those nutrients. So let's do that together. And yes, we're going to discuss dreams. So allow a dream to come to your mind. Allow yourself to contemplate what you were dreaming about last night or If there's been a dream that has been weighing heavy or that's been really inspiring of late, call it in and call me up and let's talk about it. So with this, I just say thank you so much, sweet spirit. Thank you, dreams. Thank you, Unity Online Radio, for bringing us this delicious moment. Thank you, Nancy T., for me on the airwaves. I'm so grateful. And thank you for everyone who calls in. So, so grateful. And thank you, Louie, for being the guy behind the scenes today and helping everything run so smoothly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't stop saying thank you on a parallel plane. It goes on forever. But for now, I'm going to stop and say thy will be done. And so it is. Amen. Okay, Nancy T, I pass the mic to you. Finally. Hi, Kel. You sound great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Sometimes I just need a prayer. It's not for anyone else. It's for me. It's for me to get back in sync and it it feels good. You feel good because you're an awakened dreamer. That's why. What's that? I said it feels good because you're an awakened dreamer, which is why I pulled a card from that deck. The Awakened Dreamer Oracle Cards by Kelly Sullivan Walden. People, they're still out there. (laughs) Amazon.com. Just thought I'd throw that out in in the midst of the world. Um, So the one I pulled. Yeah, it's called Wanderlust is a Must. Take time today to wander into the wavelength of wonder. Float without a destination. Move when you are moved and create without an agenda. Even just a few minutes of sacred sabbatical opens the floodgates to untold inspiration. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I sometimes do that. <laughs> Every day off, I'm floating without a destination. That's totally me. Oh, I like the card. I often think the Wanderlust card to me has symbolized travel. And and this year I've had to travel more through dreams and in my mind. But, you know, we have to get creative. And we I think we need, I think Wanderlust isn't isn't um uh, and wouldn't it be nice if we had that? It's like wanderlust is a must. We must do it. We must have time in our days where we just float freely and, and explore without an agenda. I mean, I'm saying that to myself because I need it. I need it. Yeah. You're good at that, Nancy and I too. need it. I mean, I, I think about it. a lot of the travel I do is with you. So it's been Aww. about a year since I've been on a plane and I miss it, but I'm still wandering around in my mind <laughs> and in the <laughs> dream world. And I, and that part's fun. I'm looking at a picture of us in Paris that just reminds me of Wonderlust is a must. Oh my God. I can't yeah, wait to be able to too. do that again. <laughs> I'm looking oh at the God. same picture and I love that picture. We were very That's French hilarious. then. Oh, Excuse the noise in the background. There's someone driving away, but (laughs) they're having how dare they? Okay, so today, today we we were going to have Aspen Mattis. So if you saw any advertisements for the show today, Aspen will be joining us in a few weeks. We've moved our Magic Zone 
program to April. So if you've been hearing me talk about the magic zone, we're making it even more magical. We're focusing it actually on, on writers. We were opening it up to all creative arts, but it seemed like most people in our worlds are really wanting support with getting their writing projects done, whether they be books or comic books or articles or blogs or God knows any kind of writing. So we're focusing the magic zone on that and we're revamping our curriculum and it starts in April. So you should check it out. Go to my website, kellysullivanwalden.com and scroll down the page to the magic zone and click on that and you'll see we haven't updated all the content yet, but you can still sign up. Okay. So Nancy T, one of the things that I wrote about in in the email that went out today was about dreams about bugs and spiders. I know that might sound kind of icky and and not pleasant, but the reason I wanted to write about that was it's we're still in COVID. And one of so Dr. Deidre Barrett, who is a Harvard dream therapist and author and hypnotherapist and many other things. She's done this study that's chronicled like thousands of coronavirus-esque dreams, and most of them seem to have bugs in them. And I was recently interviewed for an article for Pure Wow magazine about spiders, and I totally forgot to mention the part about COVID. So I just wanted to put that out there. If anybody is having weird bug dreams or spider dreams, you're not you're not alone. Have you had any of those, Nance? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm, where's the nearest wood I'm knocking on because I have in the past, not, not recently. And I don't want to invite them in. Like, I don't want to invite them into my home. Same thing. I, I'm not comfortable with it. I, I mean, I've been known to have a piece of fuzz under a glass in my living room waiting for someone to come and take care of it. And it, it is only fuzz, but I think it might be a bug. So you can tell <laughs> just by that, my level of comfort. Um, I, I That's hilarious. But I love tough. that you put it under glass that if and if it was a spider, you wouldn't kill it. I always tell people don't kill spiders. They're they're dream weavers. They're kind of the poster child of dreams. So. Here's a couple of different things that that are talked about. There's four other, there's four dream experts all together in this article that talk about what um, spider dreams mean to them. And I think one of the things in, that I think about spiders, and Nancy, I want to hear your perspective, is mm. I think that all animals have a way that they get their prey. They some some pounce, some right. slither, some kind of, you know, go after or they overpower their prey. Spiders are kind of feminine in their ability. They just create a space and they wait for the for what they want to come to them. So it's the come hither approach. Exactly. exactly. Isn't it? <laughs> Over here, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Come to mama. And it sounds maybe like a little Black Widow-ish where it's a little manipulative, a little seductive. But but I think our animal totems are giving us a strategy for how to be in life. So if we dream about spiders, it could be about developing more patience, about creating a beautiful space that is alluring to the energies that you want to invite in. Also, I think there's an abundance piece because spiders have eight legs. Eight is the number of abundance. It represents mm-hmm. infinity. It also represents the dollar sign. So you might think I'm stretching it a little bit there, but I do think there's something to that. Okay. So what about you, Nance? What's, if you dreamt about a spider, I already know what you're going to say, but what do you think? 
<laughs> well, you have to understand my background. When we were, when I was little, if there was a spider and we saw it in the, say in the living room, my mom would say, keep an eye on that till your dad gets home. And, and then, you know, at some point it's like, I have to go to the bathroom, Jennifer, come here. And I mean, he'd come home and if he saw a bunch of dark hair looking at one spot on the wall, he knew he had a job. <laughs> so this is, I mean, can you imagine he walks in, nobody greets him at the door and there's just a cloud of, of dark haired girls looking at one spot <laughs> until he gets home. It could be hours. So I just, you know, my thinking about oh. spiders, I love how you found a way to make it nice. I can't even watch Charlotte's <laughs> Web or read the book. I, I have a real tough time with them, but you found a way and you always do. And this is why I invite people to tell their nightmares to Kelly because she'll make it all nice. And I, oh. I, I struggle. I struggle. I have to be honest. Oh my God. I think you do a pretty amazing job at bringing love to any, any dream symbol. Okay. Now let's see if you can bring some love to this one, to just bugs in general. One of the things I said in the email is what's bugging you. I think um, with, with, we're still in the pandemic, even though I, f I feel like we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but some of us are getting a little stir crazy, if not a yeah. lot stir crazy. A lot of the little things that we, we, we we don't have the ability to have wander lust like we like just I'm out of here I'm gonna go hang out with so and so I'm gonna go to the store and I'm gonna do some retail there it's like no we kind of stay home so when we dream about bugs to me it means that either a we need to attend to the little things that we need to not just skip over them maybe we need to clean some things up in our communication or also we just we need to ask ourselves what's bugging me and maybe it was something that was in our blind spot maybe we were like oh no i'm fine nothing's bugging me but it's like no something is bugging me something is really bothering me so it's good when when a dream brings it up or the question is how am i bugging myself what am i doing that is i'm how am i irritating to myself what do i need to change in order to be more in harmony with my greater bigger self so that's a little bit about what i think bugs and dreams mean nancy what about you <laughs> it's funny that you said that about bugging yourself, Cal, because <laughs> I, <laughs> I recently, you know, I've been doing a lot more um, voice messaging and stuff where I'm, where I'm sending people oh. voice memos, as you know, and, and that's just how I'm communicating. Sometimes I don't feel like writing. So I just go ahead and dictate the message. And sometimes I'm bugging the heck out of myself by the time I'm done. I'm like, well, I shut mm. up already. You know, we're. <laughs> I've had too much time alone, too much time with myself. And in a dream, when I think of, of bugs, I always think of, you know how sometimes we try to pretend like the picnic is just perfect and then come the ants. It's it's almost as though, you know, there's a lot of things and we push it all to the side and we try to say, oh, it's fine. It's fine. I've got this nice cloth down here. And there's, but right. there's not just one ant. It's never just one. And there's so many. And, and sometimes right. I think we need to not put everything under the rug and maybe just face those items one by one so that they don't multiply and become, you know, this overwhelming picnic killjoy. Mm, it's just a absolutely. feeling I get when there's just a mass amount of bugs. But I, you know, my fortunate thing is, I don't know if I've ever 
dreamt about. And again, I'm going to knock wood here uh, about a lot of books, but maybe just one at a time. Thank goodness. Oh, well, maybe we will talk about what you have been dreaming about. But let's let's just open up the phone lines to our 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 Denise, our resident Denise dreamer, right. Denise, Denise, the dreamer. Um, and we want to invite anyone else who's got a dream or a dream question to call in because the the name of the game isn't just about bugs and spiders today. It's about whatever you're dreaming about, no matter what they are. 816-251-3555 is the number to call. And let's see what Miss Denise, the dreamer, has a personal experience. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show, Denise. I hope we didn't freak you out with all the talk about bugs. No, but I was going to do one dream. I don't know if I should jump to one. It's not bugs, but it is an animal, but I don't know what to do. Oh, um, animals. Yeah, yeah. Go well, ahead. Go for it. Whatever I'm feels fine. good. Okay, well, okay. Okay, let's let's do the one. Cause this is kind of scary, and I don't never dreamt this before. This is okay. really – I'm having a hard time dream. – I'm dreaming, and I'm dreaming all over. Mine are usually consistent, but they're kind of mm-hmm. choppy here lately and just kind of yeah, – yeah. Like mm. all over the place, there's still something. Yeah, I don't. I never dream like that. But anyway, I dream. This is weird. Now, I'm just telling. Take, take control. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. We're gonna. Um, we're putting on our big girl panties. A, okay. <laughs> yes. This, this is kind of deep. It. I was in a building or outside of a building. At any rate, I walk up, and nobody sees it but me. But I don't think there's anybody out there really besides me. But then, if I keep talking about the dream, obviously it was somebody out there. All of a sudden, in the siding of a house or in the wall, I see a snake. Mm. I see a snake, and he's not all the way out. It's just kind of like his head. He was very smooth. It was like he was just waiting and pray, and that was a good perception because he was. Next thing I know, I'm telling this man who's getting closer to that siding or that wall, whatever it was, there's a snake. He doesn't really pay me any mind. Needless to say, the snake bit him. Ooh. The snake bit him. Okay, it gets better. The snake bites him. And, of course, you know, I think it bit his hand or something like that. And he, ah. So then, of course, I back all the way out. Next thing I know, I hear somebody say, the snake got the baby. The <gasps> snake ate the baby. And I thought, Ooh. oh, my God. Then the next thing I hear is a baby crying. I don't see it. I just hear a baby crying. And then somebody said they opened up the snake and they got the baby, and the baby is fine. That was Ooh. the dream. Wow. Y'all know I don't usually dream like that. This is kind of deep. I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on? Ooh, okay. wow, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do I want to hear your thoughts? Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. All right, let's do a we'll do a quick let's do a quick jet set. So I think we already understand what the energy or the emotion is here, but let me just hear you say it in a word or two. How did you feel about this dream? Believe it or not, I this is selfish. I felt mm-hmm. good. Why? Because number one, I'm glad I asked. Good. Um, Miss 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 No Selfish got selfish today. I felt good. Say why? Why? Because 
Number one, I saw the snake. Number two, the snake didn't hurt me. Number three, when the snake did supposedly eat the baby, I did not see it. Number four, the baby somehow or another gets out the snake's stomach and is alive and crying. And number wow. five, you warned the guy too. So that's even, yeah. you even did better. Yeah. Yes. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Um, all right. So let's do that's what's the title of this dream? Oh, you always do that. And you always make me uh, go to the next question. Okay, let sure. Me, let me, let's do that. Okay. So I think we already know what the main symbols are here. The snake, there's the, what, but in your words, like the main symbols, the main pieces that stand out. Baby crying. Snake. Baby fine. But you know something? Mm. The more talking to you, all due respect, this snake wasn't bothering nobody. Don't forget, it's kind of implanted in the wall. You can't mm. see its body. All you can see is more like half of it. So the snake is like, I'm not bothering nobody. You know, mm. like Mr. Mm -hmm. Beast did. Walk away. You see me? It alarm people. Too bad, too sad. Well, the snake, I don't even see as a bad person because the snake wasn't trying to, it didn't get me <laughs> why do you think it why do you why do you think it bit the guy did he get too close to it or why yes or he the, did. yes yes he got too close when i said there's a snake he just gonna walk right up to that paneling or we're gonna say siding whatever it was that he was sticking his head out yes absolutely, absolutely why do you think did. it swallowed the baby same thing got too close mm -hmm. Now, see, the dream didn't let me see that. I heard somebody say, the snake got the baby. The oh. snake ate the baby. And I'm okay. thinking to myself, how can a snake eat a baby? But then when I heard, ah, then somebody said, oh, they got it. They got the baby out of the snake. And I was like, oh, that's a beautiful thing. But I never saw the baby. I just heard the baby. Nancy T., you know what I'm thinking about? I don't know if you're reading my mind about um, Nancy T. many years ago did a series called A to Z with Meryl and me. And oh, yeah. When she said it right away, I was thinking the, the dingo ate my baby. Yeah. Dingo ate my baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got to check it out on YouTube, right? A to Z with Meryl and me. Yeah, Nancy okay. in the dark. Meryl Streep roles in movies, all of her movies, um, and not all of her movies because she could never get to the bottom of that list, but um, movies with the titles that started with A to Z. And one of them, you did that one, Cry in the Dark, right? Because I Cry in the that. Dark. That was the third one I did. And she's yeah. talking about, you know, oh, sure, because they framed, well, people thought she did it. And, you know, years later, like, like, about when I was doing it in 2011, around uh, we found out that she did. She was right, and there was evidence, and the dingo did uh, eat the baby she, because they claimed she killed. She killed the uh, baby. It was wow, really the awful. dingo ate my baby. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, um, how do you, Denise, in a nutshell, think that this dream may be trying to enlighten you or give you a gift? What do you think the blessing in disguise here is? And it has to be a blessing. Um, no, 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 it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It can just awesome. be, what is it trying to teach you? No. Okay. It's like, doesn't there have quite to be frankly, a blessing? Right. Quite frankly, I'm going to toot my own horn. Do if, it. if it's true, if it's true, I'm not completely sure it's true. If it's true, you know, I, I'm not a, you know, I'm, nobody loves a snake, but um, 
if if the snake is a enemy, then mm. this, then then I think God through the dream has let me know that if I do have one or one is forthcoming, it's not going to get me. Ah, because it wow in the dream. Wow. If the okay. snake is bad, you got people who love snakes and don't see snakes as bad. So it's how you perceive a snake. So do you, and you don't have to answer this necessarily, but unless you feel like it, but is there any aspect of your life that you're moving through that you've been worried about that maybe is a little snakish and this dream may be giving you the insight that you, you can let go of that worry? Is there anything mm. that resembles the feeling of this dream that you're dealing with in your life? Not really, but sort of, kind of. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Not really. just something to Not contemplate. Really. And something to... I think the snake eating the baby, then the baby crying. When a baby comes out of the womb, whether yeah. it's a C-section or otherwise, it cries. Mm. And when it cries, it's a feeling of joy because, you know, birth birth a baby has been born so that baby crying to me is so positive because it, it had life it mm. had life if the life was taken from it the snake somebody you know a snake a baby can't even hit a snake okay so there's the irony all right well yeah this is awesome so just for the sake of time because we're about to go to a break i want to i'm going to throw in my two cents and then nancy if we don't get to yours we'll do yours on the other side of the break but my first thing is if this were my dream it feels mm. like even though I personally interpret snakes as being a healing dream because they're the symbol Ooh. of healing and they and even in ancient Greece the the temples the Asclepian temples they filled them with snakes and and they're and they're meant to be because they shed skin a symbol of how we can heal and how they're helping us heal so I always think mm -hmm. when a snake shows up something radical is healing mm -hmm. um and mm. but it also seems like it's in, a, in the same way that it seems like this is the worst thing. Like, oh, my God, this is terrifying. This is a snake. Oh, my God, this is horrible. Something new can be born out of that. For example, we're in the pandemic mm. where I'm talking to so many people whose lives have absolutely changed. I mean, nobody goes into a pandemic thinking, yay, this is going to be wonderful. There's going to be some new part of myself I'm going to get to know. And this is going to be fabulous. People go in kicking and screaming. This is horrible. Oh, my God. So in some way, I feel like there's this, like the worst thing turns out to be not as bad as we thought, or there's blessings on the other side of it. The baby is born. There's some, so if everyone in the dream is an aspect of self, it's like the snake aspect that could be seen as the, the enemy or the part of me that is, that I don't trust, or that feels like it's out of control. Oh. The baby is innocent. The, the innocence prevails. And so that's that's what I got at this exact moment. So we're going to go to a break in a second. But Denise, let's hear from you on the other end. And everyone else, call in with your dreams. We've got lots of time for you. 816-251-3555. We're going to go to a quick break. Then we get to hear from Nancy T. And then we'll get to hear all about you and your snaky, insecty, yucky, or yummy dreams. Dreams that take you high or take you low or take you down to the ground floor. What have you? Call us back. In just a few moments, we'll be right back here on Ooh. Unity on the Radio. Ooh. 
We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream show. It's Kelly Sullivan Walden back for part two. And the show is all about you and your dreams. I want to make a couple of quick announcements. Um, The Magic Zone workshop has been moved to April 12th. So if you're interested in that, you've got more time to sign up. We're going to focus it more on getting into the writing zone, the magic zone for writers. So look for that. It's on my website, kellysullivanwalden.com. Also, my new book is coming out, Luminous Humanness. It's available for pre-sale on Amazon. I know it's hard to spell. Luminous, L-U-M-I-N-O-U-S, humanness, (laughs) H-U-M-A-N-N-E-S-S, luminous, humanness, or just put my name in the search bar and you'll see it pop up. And there's um, a meditation that goes with that. So check that out. Okay. So Denise, we were talking about you and your dream about a snake. It ate a baby, but then you were able to get the baby came back in its full glory and Nancy T, take it away. All right. Well, uh, this dream, you know, normally I'm not a fan of dreams that include snakes, Denise, but (laughs) leave it to you (laughs) to have one that I actually enjoy. Here's the thing about it. You, you see it as, you know, well, I'm kind of selfish, but no, what I think you are is honoring. You see the snake and you know, the snake is going to be a snake. So there you were saying, you know what? I, first of all, you spot it. You don't disturb it. Second, you tell the man, you know what, don't go over there because you might disturb it. You might bother the snake and and get hurt. Then when he gets hurt, you still preserve, you know, take care of yourself, honor the snake and don't do anything. You know, you stand there away, keep yourself away from it. And then you sort of rejoice when you find out, oh, this, the baby's all right. And never once blaming the snake because you honor the snake. And you, it does what you expect it to do. It is a snake. And I think it stands to like speak to who you are as a person. You don't, it seems to me, in, if it were my dream, I would look at myself as a person that doesn't put on other people that which they aren't. You know, we, you know, this person, this is, mm-hmm. this is a kind person and that's how I see him and that's good. But you're not going to decide the jerk down the corner is a kind person and expect him to behave that way. It feels like you are just true to honoring the person as they are. Mm. I want to add, I think there's something interesting about the fact that the snake is coming out of the house that Mm -hmm. like out of the wall, out of the side of the house. So it tells me it's like like where I'm at, where I live, it's a part of my dwelling. So in some way, because a house symbolically is, um, is, is represents our body. To me, it feels like there's this, maybe this aspect of me. I mean, the other day I'm in menopause. Let me just, I'll just do a TMI. Here's too much information. And I, my (laughs) husband tells me I've been quick to temper and I disagree (laughs) very vocally. I can't believe you said that. I am not. (laughs) How dare you? I am not angry. But 
in some way I'm projecting if it were my dream, it's kind of like the snake aspect of myself that's part of me, that's part of my health, part of my healing. It's maybe part of it protects me. It's I always want to see I look for what the blessings are. And some people might say the snake might need to be one of those things that gets out, like maybe it represents a an illness or something like that. But I, I, what I like about what Denise does, exactly what you said, Nancy, like she's, there's a saying in human design about treading on the tail of the tiger. It's like being able to be somebody who doesn't just provoke for the sake of provoking. It's kind of like, okay, I see that I'm going to walk around it. I'm going to, I'm going to be respectful. Um, but ultimately I, what I can't help but land on is the baby crying. Like some new baby is like, a new aspect is being born through this kind of traumatic situation. So in the end, I'm not afraid, but I know that there's some there's some new part of me that's being born from some situation that might not at first seem at all pleasant. All right, Denise, I hope this is landing on you. We're going all wild on you, but how are you doing? Oh, is she gosh. still there? <laughs> I I'm wonder if she's still there. I Oh, you are? Okay. Okay. <laughs> there I'm you familiar. are. All right. Yes. Yeah, I I agree. I agree with both of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to say it was out of the house. I always agree with both of y'all. Um, out of a wall, out of a, you know, you know how dreams are. It, it, it was out yeah. of a house, out of a wall, out of a siding, just coming out of something. It was in, kind of implanted in in the wall. In the wall. Mm-hmm. Seems like it's Just off peeking the wall. its head out. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes, Nancy. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. I would say yeah. But yeah, I I wrote all that down. Um, and of course I got to meditate on it. But yeah, I I see that. I I like the baby. I like the baby. I like that crying of that baby. I do. I thought that was a positive aspect of the dream because mm-hmm. when babies cry, to me, it's life. A baby can be it crying. For life, yeah. But when you hear a baby, yeah, when I hear a baby crying, I think somebody gave birth to a baby, and that's life. That so life. I would just say your question that you get to percolate or meditate on, if it were my dream, is what is being born, what is coming, what new Ooh. aspect of life is 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 life wanting Ooh. me to to make room for, and to maybe even rescue from what seemed like Ooh. maybe it was, wasn't, wasn't going to make it, but it is. So what part of myself do I need to make room for? So that's what to percolate on. Let us know, Denise. And I always appreciate okay, you baby. calling in big hug to you Likewise. dreaming, Denise. Okay. Talk to you next week. And Nancy, on the <laughs> break, you were asking about um, what is it, what does it mean when somebody's dream theme changes? Like Denise had talked about, wow, I've never dreamt like this. I've been dreaming a lot like really differently. Um, yeah, she said choppy is that, versus, am I addressing you know how question? she normally has those concise dreams and it's like it was this and this and then this happened. And she said right. this, she's been dreaming more choppy. And so it seems like her pattern has changed. And I right. Why. So it's really, it's really a great, great thing to do to not just pay attention to whatever we dream. Like it's always great to just pay attention to whatever we dream, but, but to also notice the themes because those also tell us a lot about what's going on with us and that's added information. So if, if once upon a time there was really concise, clear dreams, then, then that perhaps reflects that we were in a more concise, clear time in our life. And if all of a sudden the dreams 
are a little bit more wild and wonky and maybe even disturbing, it means that we might be moving through some deeper stuff. And in some way, that's to me, it's a sign of health, because if we're dreaming about the things that are a little bit darker, a little bit scarier, it means that we perhaps have developed the strength to be able to handle that. We're we're at a deeper place in our own development that we can we can handle it. So it's like when the student's ready, the teacher appears. So I think it means that Denise is ready for some some new things to come her way so that she can give birth to this new aspect of herself. Okay, so we're going we've got some other callers here. Let's quickly go to someone we haven't heard from for a little while, Miss Oceana. Oceana what you been dreaming about, my sweet? Thank you for being patient. Hi. Oh, what hey. Sweet, sweet to hear you guys. Well, to hear y'all. Well, Great to hear your voice. Yeah. Last week I wanted to share a dream that you were in, but I wanted to ask um, by email first if you know you're okay with that. It's not anything like intense or revealing. I don't care. Yeah. Please but bring also, it on. <laughs> I had a really strong visual. Okay. I had a really strong visual one, but it's really basic. I wanted to share um, actually two in the, in the last couple of weeks. So the first one, um, I just, it was just this like, like dream. Like I, I've had a couple of dreams like this where they're just images. So there's, and it was like such a simple demonstration. So um, beloved was gifting me this projection that was like, the size of a building of um, the stars. And I just like woke up with that gorgeous feeling of like being gifted, like the greatest treasure. (laughs) And actually in that same dream, there was another projection of like a sunset or a sunrise. (laughs) And it was like handed to me. It was so strange, like how I like received it like a gift too and it was this massive size so I woke up ironically in waking life looking out the window where he lives on the side of this mountainous jungle and I kind of tripped because I shared it with him and I looked out the window on the ground there were all these star fruits that were scattered because it's star fruit season at that time it was and and it 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 was I freaked out because it mimicked like the stars to me (laughs) wow at your feet Mm, yeah, you brought them to and your then it feet. was at his house. Mm, so that's, that's one so cool. strong image dream. And yeah, those powerful. were both projections. Um, the second strong image dream was I was on this also building top tall um, wave, this massive Ooh. wave that felt like a tsunami. I mean, it looked like a tsunami wave from like the uh, third lucid dream perspective. Mm. And then there was this like, two lane um or two like a two rows of people facing one another like they were like seated or like at a table but there wasn't a table there's like maybe 12 or 13 I remember my my like outsider dream self counting and they were all looking up to me on this giant wave that they were like at the bottom of (laughs) oh my god they were concerned some of them were like kind of talking amongst themselves like like what what's gonna like how is she gonna get down like does she realize like what she's doing and I was just like perched and the wave was like slow motion it was but wasn't really crashing or moving but at the same time my third person yeah my lucid dream self was like looking at how huge the wave was and it was like I could see like the the fear and and sort of um the trepidation of those below and yet the like 
my experience as the person in the dream, as like my dream self was like, I think I like fell asleep multiple times on the top of it. It was like I was on a hill. Wow. <laughs> and I wow. remember like even kind of peeking down and like, like, okay, like it didn't save me. I didn't really like think much of it. <laughs> mm, that's amazing. Okay, let's hear the... All of a sudden, a rose next to me, um, and they, like, helped me down. um, So that it, like, yeah, but I, like, didn't... They were like, oh, my gosh, and... And it was strange because, like, my, my out, my, like, lucid dream self was, like, amazed at that. Like, my dream self, like, in the act of it, like, I had no, Mm. no fear, or, like, I was kind of, I wasn't phased, you know, I had, like, no recollection of... Wow. Or not recollection, but yeah, I wasn't like, I wasn't in fear. Yeah. So for the sake of time, let's unpack those unless you want to bring, you want, you had one other one that you wanted to mention yeah. and then we'll, Nancy T and yeah. I will reflect away. Yeah, we don't exactly. Yeah. We don't need to even like dig into that. I just kind of wanted to share it and we, you guys can talk, y'all can talk about it later if you want um, okay. next show. So. Okay. I was going, I've had a lot of dreams going between rooms and hallways that are like white. And so at this point, there's like an angle um, in the middle of these two rooms. First, I went to one room where something was offered to me, like some sort of like food item, like a, a, not an elixir, but like some sort of paste maybe. Um, And then, or I don't know, some sort of dessert. And I was like, I don't want it. I don't really, you know. And, like, the people were, like, okay, like, maybe they, <laughs> they like, really wanted to offer it to me. And I was, like, not interested in eating. And then I went to another room um, at that point. And this, like, tall kind of, like, woman um, offered me this, like, brown paste that looked like a mixture of dirt and chocolate. Ooh. And it was, like, yeah. And, and it was, like, I didn't want to eat it, even though she was, like, stirring it. And there's this man playing a guitar next to her or something. Um, hmm. or actually, no, he wasn't playing guitar. He was like helping her stir. That's what it was. Okay. <laughs> and I didn't want it. And then I ended up in this kitchen that reflected sort of the same, um, elements of my childhood kitchen. And then that's where you appeared and hmm. you were trying to get me to go to an event <laughs> and, <laughs> um, <laughs> it was kind of cool. And like, I didn't really want to all of a sudden, like, um, I, I don't know. I, I appeared in a robe. It was like this like peachy rose colored champagne robe. It was mm. like kind of like plush. And there was this like island between us of the, of the countertop, my childhood counter. So mm. we were on the opposite end and you're just like, that's usually my childhood home where we chat, you know, and like have mm. guests. And, and you were there as I guess, like, you know, describing all the speakers and the, the musicians and the events and activities. And then behind you, the a refrigerator uh, appeared where it actually does in real life, waking life. And I was like looking for something to eat. And that's when you kind of scooted out of the way of the fridge. So I could like, I was looking for something to eat at that time. And then, <laughs> and then you were like, oh, but then there's this guy with like long, curly, like golden locks hair and, <laughs> and he plays guitar. That's when the guitar guy came in. And mm. like, I had this image of him. I could see him. He was all like in beige. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's why she wants me to go. She wants me to meet this guy. And then I like woke up. 
<laughs> That's so interesting. Okay, so I'm going to just do a quick little if it were my dream and there's so because there's so much here and I want to get to hopefully we'll have another call or two, but um yeah. this is great. Oceana, you're amazing. Your dream recall is fabulous. My nutshell thought about the the kitchen dream. I'll just start there. Um and even like there's so many pieces around this about other people maybe if it were my dream wanting to feed me and tell me what to do and tell me where to go and and suggest these things and it feels like there's a there's a resistance almost like no i want to i want to figure out where i want to go on my own i want to get my own food i want to open up the refrigerator myself and feed myself i'm not i'm not so that it feels to me like there's a like i want the support i i like the support in some way but i also it feels like there's autonomizing happening here and um and yeah and maybe there is some some guidance here about this guy that that stirs that's got the long curly hair so maybe there's a piece of that to look for um nancy t do you want to weigh in on that on the kitchen part and then we'll just go through the other pieces really quickly okay um all right i was it's funny because i was i was really like into her other her other first the other ones more. <laughs> you know how uh, that is like well let's, let's go there you. then go to where you're go to what you're where you're led well i you know i i too like when it when it came to really a lot of them kind of thread together when i think about yeah. you being on that tsunami wave it was mm -hmm. so interesting because you know there are all these people and they have all sorts of fear and you're above it and watching them have the fear and and you're so at peace that you can actually sleep um <laughs> which to me there's there's no greater evidence of being at peace than being able to actually take a nap you know because if you're nervous <laughs> about something or afraid so you're without right. fear and they have fear and therefore you're on top and that just felt completely right um but it seems like throughout like kelly said you know you kept getting offered all sorts of things but it was you who knew what you wanted and um yeah. so with just having peace being you know being above the fray when it comes to fear and then coming settling into when i want to feed myself i will and i'll feed myself with that which I find enriching for myself, no matter who offers it, even if I love the person who's offering it, or even if they do it with the most, the best intentions, um, it's just, right. that's what they feel like to me, just overall, just a whole, Ooh. a real strong sense Ooh. of self and, and of, of mm. not living in fear. If, if it were my dream, I'm jumping in with this piece. So from the perspective that everyone in the dream is, is the dreamer is me in this dream, um, then there's the part of me that is reflected by the people that are down below the wave that maybe represent the collective consciousness. There's the part of me that's aware. I maybe, I should be afraid if I get too high, but there, but it's a small part of me, even though it's a large body of two rows of people all facing in, like it's, but it's like, I'm aware of the collective and I'm aware of the people that are like the collective energy that wants to feed me stuff, but I am choosing to step above that. So it feels like it's, it's the battle between um, the, the people in life, but it's also my inner, the inner part of me that, that understands that energy. And to me, the wave is so symbolic of feminine energy, intuition, spiritual energy, 
And I think so often, and this is just, I'll just say this for myself. I know when I'm, sometimes there's moments where there's these opportunities to go really high, like to get really expanded. And when I take those opportunities, I feel like, oh my God, it's so amazing. And it's, it's almost like the fear is that I'm going to disconnect from from what's below like and I'm always wanting integration I'm wanting to keep a tether between these worlds so in some way there's this I feel this oceana part of myself that's taking the wave riding the wave as high as it can go and finding peace and comfort there and in some way eventually I love is the connecting the dots and somebody helps me down and there's this connecting back on the ground floor. So ultimately there's this full circle and this expansiveness. And then we got to just recognize this great love with the masculine aspect of self um, called the beloved who gifts me the projection of the stars and the sunset and the sunrise. It's like, oh, this is spiritual awakening. This is like realizing that I'm I'm giving this to myself and that the world wants to give me this and I'm allowing it. I'm accepting it. And then of course finding that radical like little piece of confirmation like right at my toes. It's like, yeah, I'm on track. So that's the nutshell. How's that landing on you, honey? Yeah, I'm just I'm just soaking it in. Thank you. Soak it in. Yeah. And thank you so much for calling in, Oceana, and I appreciate you always doing that, and and it's always great to have a little time to explore your dreams, and I hope we can all just ride the wave with you and not be afraid of how high and big and powerful that is. So we'll talk to you next time. I'm gonna, we're going to take one more quick little call. So let's see. This is Genevieve. Thank you so much, honey. And from Portland, Oregon, thank you for your patience. Do you have a quick dream or quick dream symbol that we can explore in the few minutes that we have? Hi, Kelly. Hi, Nancy. And hi, hi Oceana. <laughs> um, I thought it was interesting how you were talking about dream themes earlier because yeah. that was my question that I was calling in about kind of. Oh, was, good. Um, I do have a dream to share, but if there's not time, it's okay, because I wanted to share it, because I've been having these dreams lately, um, maybe like five or six of them in the past, like, month or two, about being in a theater, and I'm always, uh, like, the setting is always different, and what's happening is different, but the theme is, like, a theater, (gasps) and I'm always, like, looking for a seat, and I'm usually alone, and there's like lots of there's not there's so many people and it's hard to find a seat and there I feel mm-hmm. like kind of anxious and overwhelmed by all of the people and the noise and the commotion and sometimes I like find a seat and then I leave to go get something and I come back and my seat's gone and I have to figure it all out and then I'll sit down and I'll realize oh I can't even see from here or and so it's always that kind of like working to get it right but it's never right and anxious energy and so I was just really curious because I just can't figure out like the theme of the theater like I can't really figure out what that's Mm. representing for me oh my god Nancy I'm gonna let you take this for a minute while I grab Lola who's going a little bit kooky pants all right go for it Genevieve thank you so much for calling I something popped for me right away with this and this could be completely off base so take it if it works and if it doesn't throw it out the door But um, 
<laughs> I was thinking, you know how in life where we just have so many things that are going on, there's so many things and we have such a full plate of activities and responsibilities and things that we have our hand in and, and we're so busy. Sometimes we want to just sit back and kind of see the show, kind of see what's going on. And maybe in your life, if this were my dream, I would say, why do I feel like I can't sit back and watch for a minute? Why do I feel mm. like I always have to be doing, doing on the go, on the go, always constantly moving? And I don't know, this may not be true of you at all, but it, but it feels like there might be a lot on your plate. And this is why finding a seat to sit down, mm. there's almost guilt around it or a feeling of, oh gosh, if I do, then then the show won't go on. It will never happen if <laughs> I'm not involved. So is there any truth to that or Ooh. am I just like blowing a hot smoke over here? Let me... No, I definitely. I'm in... Cool. I'm going to just jump in for one sec and I'm just going to add to me the a theater represents being able to have objectivity about life like that Shakespeare quote all the world's a stage all the men and women merely players and being in a theater of any kind from my perspective means like I'm I'm able to sit back and observe what's on the stage I'm not in it i'm watching it i'm i'm gaining some i'm seeking to gain some awareness about what is playing out in my life and in some way what's happening is i'm trying to find my seat in other words what i wrote down in big letters was i'm trying to find my place i'm trying to take my place trying to take my like to have a to own own my seat, so to speak and being alone to me, as opposed to like making that kind of a primary symbol, it's like, I'm doing this for myself. I'm really seeking to find my place in this world, whether behind the scenes, in front of the scenes or on or on the scenes and and trying to just not get lost in the shuffle. So I, I feel like it's about claiming my place and as I'm as I'm seeking to gain awareness and objectivity about my life. So all of that, how's that landing on you, Genevieve? That's very, like, it makes so much sense. It resonates very much with what's happening in my conscious world. So to have my subconscious, like, reaffirming that is, um, feels very resonant, yes. Fabulous. Well, my question for you then, just to take this and meditate on as you go, is what's, what is this dream inspiring to you? And this goes back, this is also for you, Oceana, and you for Denise. Denise, um, with every remembered dream, it requires some form of action in our waking life, I believe. So the message is to meditate on that and see if you can gain clarity about what that is. And then don't take your dreams lying down. Take some action on that. So I want to thank you all so much for being a part of the show today. This just flew by. So ride that tsunami. Take a nap on that tsunami. Have a dream on that tsunami. And take me with you. And until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down. And we'll see you next week. Sweet dreams. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Laura Worcester, host of the Intuitive Life Podcast. As an intuitive medium and teacher working with the world of spirit, I love to share the peace that comes with the awareness that our departed loved ones are still with us. And I also love to help people explore what it means to live an intuitively led life. 
Start listening now on mindbodyspirit.fm or wherever you get your podcasts.